Amen. Well, good morning, everybody. We uh, I know we've been talking about division, uh, uh, new beginnings. Uh, please don't forget to get a, a member if you're a member of New Beginning Handbook, which has division in it, has some things to make sure we actually are intentional in our new beginning. And uh, if you didn't get your new beginnings, I think it's here somewhere. New beginnings wristband, please. They have those for you. All right. Uh, so, so the Lord kind of shifted what we were talking about. I actually thought today we would be talking about new beginnings, but the Lord shifted and he said he wanted us to talk about being up to date. And I, you know, I was uh, <laughs> kind of threw a curveball on me yesterday. And I th you know, if it was new beginnings, I already got the notes. <laughs> so so um, the, we had guy talk yesterday. And uh, Mrs. Lamar was talking about being repurposed. And so Mrs. Lamar and Minister Sammy, some different people chimed in. But before, I guess before Guy talked, Minister Sammy and Minister Lamar had a conversation. Mr. Sammy's uh, company sent him a new car. And so he was excited about the new car, but he was disappointed that something was missing, a CD player. <laughs> and so I think, I think I heard you say you went to the dealership. Like, hold on, hold on, y'all. Y'all got this thing wrong. Like, there's no CD player in my vehicle. It's like, man, we're not doing that no more. Like, we're not. We ain't doing CD players. Like, basically, it was like, you need to get with the program. You talk to Tiffany, download uh, SoundCloud or the, uh, the iTunes, you know, podcast so you can, you know, just, just sync it with your, your car, which you said you did. He gave you props, Tiffany. He said, I talked to my daughter, and she helped me. Um, then uh, uh, I just saw him. Isaac uh, chimed in and, you know, Isaac, you know, works with cable and, and well, I guess it's not cable, satellite, right? Works, works with satellite TV. And um, he was saying how it's amazing how people pay for HD, high definition. Well, these days they're paying for 4K. Uh, but they have a TV that doesn't handle the HD or the 4K. So basically, they're, they're, you know, the whole purpose of whether it's satellite or cable, you want a clear picture, you know, especially watch the game, like you want to be like you there, right? Well, he said, you know, he goes into people's houses and they're, they have all this high-tech equipment, but they have a blurry picture because their TVs aren't optimized for the, uh, for the 4K. They're not up-to-date. And uh, I, I, uh, I'm so busy, so my uh, my my laptop, it's a Mac, and it um, it keeps telling me I like I I, I up up updated it to uh, I think it's called Mojave on Apple, and uh, every time I go into Word or Excel, it goes, listen, now we're gonna let you fool with this today, but down the road. This computer will not be able to produce what you want it to produce with Word and Excel unless you optimize them, update them, mm -hmm. right? right? And so, so, so I know I just use computers and, and, and satellite, but the Lord gave me a message a while ago. I was just holding on to it, and he told me to teach it today. He's like, we need to be updated. That's right, amen. You know, so, so we, you know, you're going to, you're going to get some questions today. Sometimes we're not up to date. You know, we're frustrated with God, but we haven't optimized our life to harmonize with his will. 
you know, Scripture tells us in Romans 12, 2, be not conformed to the world, but be, tra- be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What it's saying is keep yourself up to date. When you stop and get stuck in what you're comfortable at, as we were talking about the CD player, you know, they ain't give him a CD player because he don't need one. Right? But he's comfortable with the CD player. And I, and I, I, I gave them an example uh, uh, a while ago. I had got an, uh, uh, what is it, an iPad Air. So at first I didn't know what the Air was. I was just like, iPad Air, cool, no problem. So I'm looking for USBs and all types of stuff. It wasn't on there. Again, I, I know I'm talking technical stuff, but it wasn't on there because it's not needed. So Mr. Lamar was saying yesterday in Guy Talk, he was like, you know, he's talking about the guys, how we get stuff and we don't read the instructions. You know, we just start using stuff. Well, I've been doing that for years, like with computers and stuff. Some stuff I figure out. Uh, but, you know, even as I do graphics, it's a lot easier when you know what you, when you know what to do. When I first started doing graphics, I'm messing up stuff because I wasn't reading no instructions. I was just like trying to figure stuff out. What does this button do? Or what does this button do? But it's a lot easier when you know what it's supposed to do. So I was working hard, like taking three hours to do stuff that I could have hit one button and got done in five minutes. But our life is that way. We're working a lot harder than we need to because we haven't updated our, our, our lives. And, and I noticed something. If you don't up, update your computer, you can, it'll be slower. Uh, you may be more susceptible to virus, malfunction. It could freeze on you. Right? Uh, guess what? It could have a faulty processor. It's processing the information not as solid as it should. Uh, why? Because it needs to be optimized. And our lives are the same way. If we don't update ourselves to harmonize with God's will, if we don't keep being transformed, um, things could be going crazy in our life and we go, but I'm positive. I go to church. I read scriptures. I pray for people all the time. Yeah, but have you stayed in step with God's will? Because that's what it's about. It's not just about being positive. It's not just about church checkoffs or, man, they, sh- they should be lucky I'm giving them something. I, I give. Should be happy with that. Appreciate it. But it's not just that. Are you obedient to his will? I think uh, Amelia was talking in the, the 915 Master Life. We were talking about the disciples' personality, which talks about his will. And she was saying, you know, I just realize all the time I'm trying to do his will. Well, this looks godly. I'll do this. Well, this looks godly. I'll do that. Well, Lord, I don't understand why this is not happening for me. I'm doing Godly things is not just godly things. It's obedient things. What's his will? The Bible says in the last days, many shall come and say, hey, I cast out demons in your name. I healed the sick in your name. Depart from me, you work of iniquity. I didn't know you. You didn't flow with me. You just grabbed some things that, that, that looked a certain way. Remember uh, the sons of Sceva, they saw Paul, and he was casting out demons and stuff like that, being in God's will. And it was like, hmm, that looks pretty fancy. We cast you out in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. They wasn't in God's will. Paul was. The demons jumped on top of him. Right? He jumped on top of him. So, so what we're going to uh, be doing is, you know, like you, you, you go into, uh, we go into the dealership. My wife is always like, babe, check and see if there's any recalls. You know, like, you know, <laughs> you know, Pastor Mel, right? Like, check some recalls. Yeah, we don't want to be paying for them. We don't have to. Why? So, you know, they take you to a diagnostic and they look, okay, where are you? Where are you? Do, what do you need? 
Well, we're going to do a diagnostic, a spiritual diagnostic to see, like, what do we need? Because we're frustrated because we think things should be happening a better way. But that's based on, as we talked about earlier, 915, that's our will or our feelings. You know, because a lot of times we haven't submitted our personalities over to God. That's 915, Master Life 915, Disciples Personality at, at a church near you. This one, right? So, so <laughs> thought I slipped that back in there. Master Life, you know, 915. So, so again, so again, I keep slipping Master Life in because we come to the altar and we accept Jesus. And now we, you know, I'm not going to be wilding out like I was. Well, I use me, you know, maybe some of y'all never wild out. I'm not going to be living. I'm, I'm, I'm a kind of roll with God. So I'm going to be positive, right? But do we say, Lord, because you know how we, I surrender all. Natalie, you know, we come to the altar, I surrender all. And Lord, my, my, my life is not my own. I've been bought with a price, you know, 1 Corinthians 6.20. Then we quote the scripture. But is our life not our own? Are we really doing God's will? Or are we doing our will? And so at that altar, the first step is new birth. The next step is now you growing as a disciple. Like you don't even take a job and go just start working. Like, you know, you take a job, they'll be like, oh, dude, you probably know what to do. No, you have to go through a level of orientation and training. When you come into the kingdom, you have to go through a level of orientation and training so you can maximize or optimize the benefits of the kingdom. So, so in college, they used to get on me because if you walked in my room, my stereo system was 200 watt stereo system it would be turned to 10. I had my headphones, I used to go to sleep like that. Uh, so they's like, what's wrong with you, man? I said, look on the dial. How many numbers are there? He's like, 10. I said, well, they made 10 for me. I'm, I'm, I'm optimizing. Like, you know, like, it, 10's on there. If it was only supposed to go to three, it would only be three numbers, right? 10 is for somebody, Tammy. I know y'all saying, man, are you crazy? You're going to blow your ears out. Ten, for, ten was for me. So I realize whether it's our cars, whether it's our computers, our life, we can get a lot more out of it if we really go back and check the manual and find out how this thing really works. You know, I was, uh, was, I was working for another church in Ohio, and, and I just like, uh, I like things seamless. So I was trying to figure out how to do two documents at the same time. I said, I know I'm not the first person to think of this. I know it's a way to do this. I was researching. I was like, man, all this time, I could have been split screening. I didn't even know. Like, but I, had to, I ran into a situation that I had to do it. Dude, are you going to wait till you run into a situation? To realize what you really can do, the power you really have? You going to wait till you're sick? Because you know it's harder to pray when you're sick. Right? It's harder to pay when you're in the circumstance. When the bill got to be paid next week. It's a lot, is that amen? Like, it's a lot harder. It doesn't mean you can't do it, but it's harder. Well, God has set this thing up where you can get out ahead of those things. You know, they tell you, man, you, been, you haven't brought your vehicle in for maintenance, have you? You know, you almost blew your engine. In some cases, we blow our engine. Because we waited, what? To the last minute, but it's, it's set up for you to get out ahead of it, and this is how our life is set up. It's set up for us to get out ahead of it. Uh, something that we read in the Disciples, the Disciples Cross, uh, Master Life 915, it was the first book. <laughs> it's a little Master Life plug. 
right. Uh, it said Jesus was prepared to bear spiritual fruit because his relationship with the father was always up to date. His relationship was always up to date. And so meaning he was ready for use at all times. And so let's go to Romans 13. Let's go to Romans 13. You know, 1 Corinthians 6.20, our life is not our own. We've been bought with a price. Glorify God in your spirit and your body, right? Right? Is that amen? amen? All right, so I got two serious amens and a couple like, ah. That's for you preachers. No, that's for all of us, right? Amen. So Romans uh, 13, verse 11. On this computer, three thirty in the morning, boy, my eyes. All right, so uh, Romans thirteen eleven it says, and that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than we believe. Now again, salvation. This is the uh, New Testament. Uh, it's from the Greek word sozo, or or it means wholeness. So it's not just deliverance, which we always think about just deliverance, but it's wholeness. It's every aspect of your life. It's your family life. It's your financial life. You know, it's your health life. You know, it's your endeavors life. It's, it's salvation. It's wholeness. So it says salvation is nearer than we believe. So, because if you think about it, if, if something's weighing on you and you're looking for a breakthrough, what this is saying is, oh, that breakthrough is nearer than you think. You may have to make some tweaks and some adjustments and update yourself to make sure you can take advantage of the salvation that's sitting there waiting for the update. Because I, I noticed something, you, uh, uh, I think Apple and Adobe, again, I'm doing some technical stuff, they're, you know, a little fight with the Flash, you know, the Flash software. But you can't do stuff if you don't update your Flash, which for the last three weeks I haven't been doing. I'm busy, like, leave me alone. Why you keep popping up on my screen? But when I try to go to certain, like if I try to go to YouTube and play a video, I can't do it because I haven't updated Flash. Soon as I update it, stuff start moving. See, soon as you make this update that God is requiring for us in this year of new beginnings, stuff's just gonna start kicking in. You, you've been waiting on, you thought you were waiting on it, it's been waiting on you, right? Which you'll find out here in a second. So it says this high time, it says we have to wake up out of sleep, right? our salvation is nearer than we believe. Verse 12, the night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. Now, I know this is King James, but works of darkness is, we, we can all relate to that, right? Amen. Right? I mean, it's Lamar can relate. Y'all know what works of darkness is? Y'all want me to come down there and start breaking down the works of darkness? Get, get in your row. <laughs> what you did Tuesday, that was works of darkness. That wasn't right. That's not. I was going to say last night, but I was trying to be nice. I was trying to be nice. I was thinking that. See, we, honey, we're on the same page. All right, so it says, cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light, right? It says, let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, right? Verse 14. But, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. So, so don't get a flesh. Don't feed the flesh. Mm -hmm. 
See, so, so God's checking if, 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 if you're updating your readiness to walk in the spirit, not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Galatians 5, 16, right? Let's go to 2 Timothy 2. Probably go a little fast here, but you know, the download is free and at least write down the scriptures so you can study to show yourself approved, rightly dividing the word or search the scriptures to see if it's so for yourself. 2 Timothy 2 is what I said, right? So 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 2, and we'll start here, verse 21. It says, If a man therefore purge himself of these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified meat for the master's use. What? Meat already for the master's use, prepared unto every good work. Right? It says, look, look, flee also youthful, youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, which is love, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. And we're going to keep on reading, but I just like that part where it says flee youthful lust. And I try to share this a lot of times like now you don't have to get caught up in lust ever. You don't have to. But, you know, most of us can say, uh, as I, I quote uh, my buddy Terrence, it's hard. <laughs> right. Right. So. But the thing is, it's telling you to flee youthful lust because it's saying that, okay, you may have got caught up when you're young into lust and things like that, but it has a shelf life. Yep. Like, you're not, that's not a, a permanent residence. Like, you're supposed to, like, like, even if it gets you, you ain't supposed to stay there. This is like the wilderness. The wilderness is not a place to live. You ain't supposed to stay there. If you stay there, you could die. If you stay in lust... You could die. Amen. Right? I mean, James chapter 1, right? Mm -hmm. The lust is to take you, you know. James chapter 1. Let's go there. Let's go there. Yeah. I thought you were talking about updated. Why are you talking about lust? Because you need to update your spirit, not walk in, walk in the spirit, not fulfill the lust. All right, so let's do uh, James chapter 1, verse 12. It says, uh, blessed is the man that... that endureth temptation for when he is tried tested he shall receive a crown of life which the Lord has promised to them that love him let no man say when he's tempted or tested I am tempted of God for God cannot be tempted with evil neither tempteth he any man but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed and when lust has conceived it bringeth forth sin and when sin and sin when it is finished bringeth forth death so that, just, that wasn't my opinion. It's just that's the goal of lust. Now, we talked about this this morning in the Disciples' uh, Personality 915, Master Life class. All right, so we talked about it in 915, our will versus God's will. And, our, and we talked about our personalities. Like, really, the goal is to uh, uh, update your personality so God is using it, not you. So even when you hear lust and you walk out the door, your mind could say, yeah, but it feels good, right? But, but see, that's not an updated mind. That's not a Christ-like mind. That's a you-like mind. That's a self-will. That's how you feel, right? And, and then you may come up with lines. You may say, my God wouldn't destroy me just because, you know, I slipped a little bit. And as my wife was teaching in evangelism, yeah, your God probably wouldn't. But this is the thing. The thing is, it's not, 
you know, something I, I learned in corrections, uh, we did something called behavior modification. So the thing about behavior modification is you start, you got to do this with your kids too. Like you can't go right to the ace in the hole, beating them senseless and taking everything. What you got left? So it's, it's, you're modifying behavior. So what I would tell the kids, okay, I need you to sit down. Be quiet. And let's say they didn't listen. I need you to sit down and be quiet. And they didn't listen. So now I'm elevating my voice. I need you to, you know, I, I can't. I'm not feeling that great, so I can't yell like I really wanted to. Now, in my BC days, I, I, I cursed. But the kids would be like, uh, why are you talking to us like that? I said, well, I asked you nicely, quietly. I asked you again quietly. I asked you again. I raised my voice a little bit. That didn't work. I said, so it's on you. If you deal with any level of, uh, of sanction or punishment, you had a choice. So God says, I set before you life and death, blessings and curses, and choose life. Walk in the spirit, not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk not in the counsel of the godly, nor stand in the way of sinning, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but your delight shall be in the law of the Lord. And in that law should you meditate day and night, right? And then whatever you do, whatsoever you do shall prosper. I'm close. I know I'm close. Yeah, Psalm 1, 1 through 3. But my whole point is, he's already said, hey, in my presence is this. Outside of my presence is that. So if you walk outside of the presence of God and stuff start happening to you, why are you mad at God? You understand what I'm saying? Not from the standpoint of being uh, sarcastic or anything like that. I'm just saying, if I tell you, if how's my son, he's in my house. I say, listen, if you, come, uh, if you come home by 11, you know, the, I'm not, I was about to say Jordans, the new Adidas I said I was going to buy for you, I'm going to buy for you. And then he don't come in the house. I don't get the Adidas. I don't understand. You said you give me Adidas. No, no, no. Evidently, you didn't want them. Because you had choice. I, I coached a, a traveling team in upstate New York, and uh, the rule was if you come to practice, you play. If you don't come to practice, you're cut. So one guy went skating, my best player. He's one of the best players in the whole area. He showed up for practice. I said, what you doing here? He said, I came for practice. I said, why? You're not on the team. Oh, Brad, man, I thought you let me go, man. I just went skating. I said, no, what did I tell you? If you didn't come to practice, you're off the team. I said, I may be helping your situation now. It may hurt, but I'm helping you because there's going to be a a greater team or a greater opportunity on the line later, and you would have learned a lesson. But you off the team and never got back on the team. But he chose that. He, would, he was willing to risk it. So it showed how much he valued it. You're willing to risk your fulfillment. You're telling God how much you value it. Right? All right, so, so we have to update, uh, are we ready or fit for the master's use? I, start, I stopped at what, what verse? I stopped at 22? Yeah. No, in 2 Timothy 2. 22. 22. All right, let's read 23. It says, but foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do uh, engender strife. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure or perhaps will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Right. So so it's saying we should be ready. Uh, Jesus said in, in John seven, six, he says, uh, my time is 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 not yet ready, but your time is always ready. So they was they were trying to get him to go to a particular feast. It's like, man, the stuff you do, man, you need to go into the feast, man. We need to. Hey, 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 we need to put you on the block. We need to. You know, you know like almost like 
Yeah, listen, listen, man. We could, you know what we can do? How much money we can make? Penance? We can give people to be paying penance, man. Come on, man, let's go. He said, no, nah, it's not my time yet. He says, but your time is always ready. He said, they, they're going to hate me because I, my light is so strong they can't stand it. You know, like dark room, somebody flick on the light. Yeah, turn that light down. Like, you know, you're, that's a reflex, right? You know, so Jesus understood that I'm so powerful and my light is so strong, it's hard for people to uh, absorb it without hating me. But y'all like, ain't that strong? They can relate to you. So you can go, your time is now. What he's saying is, you always be ready. Like, you know, once I get to this position, then, you know, I'm, I'm going to really go out. I'm going to really share the gospel. I'm going to really minister to some people, you know, because right now, you know, I, you know, I don't know scriptures like Minister Lamar, but once I get there, which, okay, now that means you are working to get there, right? But you can minister to people where you are because somebody relates to every stage in your life, right? Every stage in your life, somebody relates, right? So you want to be, uh, you want to love them enough to share, right? I look here at uh, Matthew 24. Matthew 24. Then we're going to uh, check our updates and see if we have updated our spiritual software. So Matthew 24, right? I'm not trying to get all excited, sexy, crack a bunch of jokes. It's just, you know, sometimes we, we're, we're, we're frustrated because we are believing for things and we're just not up to date. It's not God. God ain't trying to keep nothing from you, but he says, if you're not up to date, this thing will cause a malfunction in your life. If I send this to you, right? So Matthew 24, 42, Matthew 24, 42. It says, look, watch therefore, for ye know not what, the, what hour your Lord doth come. It says, but know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready for in such an hour as ye think not the son of man cometh. So now this is telling a couple things. This is saying, watch, be alert, be attentive, be ready, be up to date because the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And she says, if the good man had known, man, he, he, he wouldn't allow things to be broken up. And then it says, look, 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 you never know when the son of man cometh. As one of the scriptures says when he comes, He's, he hasn't come to, to almost endorse behavior. He, he, he's come to divide. People in the light from people in the dark. It says it's going to be husband and wife together. One going to be taken up. The other one going to be ooh, hot, 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 hot. Husband and wife. One going to be rolling. The other one going to be like hot, hot, hot. Right. But but again, I, you know, I know back in the day we grew up the fire and brimstone preaching. Yeah. It's not really about fire and brimstone. It's just really about the reality of God has set up a life in his presence for us to be fulfilled mm -hmm. outside of that presence, outside of his will. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. But we chose to be outside of his will. We chose to kind of in our own mind blow off the diligence and discipline. Mm -hmm. And we go, I don't understand how this happened. Well, God, you could have gave me some advanced information. God said, I did. Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, midweek service. Well, well, Lord, if you would have just taught me that, 
I did. 9.15, Master Life. Now, the thing is, I learned this years ago, you don't miss what you haven't had. So if you're not at 9.15, you're not at 7 o'clock, you're not going to miss it. But it still has an impact because God gives us advanced information for a reason. He's keeping us updated to handle, you know, all the new demands in our life. So if you miss an update, you're not going to be able to handle the new demands in your life. Now, your personality, as we talked about Master Life 915, the personality, we talked about this morning that the personality can get in the way. You know, I'm not a morning person. No, 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 I don't roll like that. No, no, that's not how I flow. No, I mean, I read, but I don't, ain't nobody trying to read like that. I'm not really a reader. All those are personality things. And what you're saying is, leave me alone, no place to demand on me to evolve, change, or update. Leave me with my CDs that I can't even use in a car because there is no CD player. Just leave me with them because I'm comfortable with them, even though I can't use them. You know, I, I'm older, I'm 56, so just leave me with my tapes. I heard you, he was, uh, Mr. Sammy, Mr. Sammy be, uh, uh, he do the prayer, and then you know how we say you, we have things available for you. you like, you know, you can have CDs. I heard a couple times he was like, yeah, and then we have free tapes out there. <laughs> didn't you, didn't, didn't you, right? You know, but now he's a little bit older than me, so he just had a birthday, so. Yeah, so you, yeah, I was about to say, you, you know, he might, hey, we got free eight tracks out there. <laughs> Real of Reels. I remember Real of Reels in college. You know, right, so, so, so what? We can't, you, they, they, they don't harmonize. Those things don't flow together. You can't maximize the benefit of what God has for you. So this is saying you don't know when the time is, so be ready. Like, be ready. Look at... Um, Go over to the next chapter. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to read the end of it. We know he's in 24, so 25, right? In 25, we'll do uh, verse 13. It says, watch therefore, for you know not neither the day nor the hour wherein to the Son of Man cometh. Well, this is after the parable of the ten virgins. You know, so they, you know, it's lighting their oil, waiting on the, 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 the Son of God, the Son of Man to come, waiting on and so some of them had oil in advance. So their light wasn't going to go out. A couple of them was like, hey, yo, 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 can I get some of your oil? Like, man, no, we, we don't know when he's coming. We ain't giving you our oil. That's like you building a house and you give away your bricks. Neither one of you got a house built. What do they tell you at the airport? Put a mask on your face first, right? Because if you can't breathe, you ain't helping nobody, right? So, so, so basically they was like, nah, nah, no, nah, dude, we, we keeping our oil lit. You had the same choices and opportunities we have to have enough oil, have enough anointing when the time came. And so when the Son of Man came, they was out get, purchasing oil. Right. <laughs> and they missed it. They missed it. Then they came to the door and knocked. Oh, Master, we were just out getting some oil. No, you should have been ready. I told you to watch. Stand and watch. Watch and pray. Let's go over to the next chapter, verse 41. This is, you know, uh, Jesus in the garden. He's trying to get the disciples to pray. And he come back, like, man, you can't pray an hour? But he said it like a matter of fact. Like, seriously? Like an hour? Like, you know, they falling asleep and stuff like that. Then after a while, I was like, man, go ahead, man. Y'all, y'all, <laughs> y'all not up for the challenge. But look here, verse 41. Same thing. Be updated. Uh, be attentive. Be ready. Look, watch and pray. 
that you enter not into temptation. Look, the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. So we're getting advanced information to know, hey, if you're not, as we talk about in uh, Ephesians 5.15, walking circumspectly, you're more apt to be taken by the, spirit, by the flesh. Because you, we have to do something. And, and we've explained the, the example before here how, okay, so, so you know, I, I, just, I taught this to youth some years ago. So you come to Jesus, right? So you come to Jesus and now you have, you have a spirit man in your life, but you have that old nature, that flesh man. And so you get into a situation, you get in trouble, you do something, as we were talking about this morning, and everybody raised their hand like, you ever like got snapped on somebody, got irritable, you know, Christians. Show of hands. I ain't talking about last year, BC days, I'm talking about quite, quite recently. Yeah, just show of hands, right? Well, because what, that, that, that natural man can, cannot eat, it can get irritable, uh, it can get impatient, and, and y'all are totally different Christians when you're in the flesh. Well, we are totally different. That's not fair. I said y'all are. Like, I'm the Hey, I'm walking on water all the time. <laughs> nah. <coughs> we are totally different. Yeah, watch what I say because Pastor Mel right there, she'd be telling on me. So, so but we, we different people when we're in the flesh, when we're impatient, when we're irritable, uh, when, when demands are placed on us and we just don't feel like it, right? So, no, nah, I'm good. So this, this uh, the scripture says, walk in the spirit, you not feel less in the flesh. So now I'm in this situation and let's say I snapped on somebody or, well, I don't curse, but some of y'all may still curse. You know, I curse somebody out. You know, y'all know there's some Christians that are still cursing, right? Some of them in this room right now. So, <laughs> so, 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 hmm. Start calling people out and lay hands on them. You foul spirit. No, I was just playing. All right, so, no, 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 I'm sorry. I was just playing. I was just playing. All right, so, you can't be telling on people, man. I mean, stop doing stuff. Come out. Oh, see, see, did y'all hear that? See, she shouldn't have said nothing. She told him, stop doing stuff that won't come out. So, basically, it's his fault. She don't have to do nothing. She, excuse me. Excuse me. She don't have to do nothing. He just got to get himself together. Right, right. That's that flesh. All right, so, so, so we're going to use her since she volunteered herself to be a part of the sermon. So, Venetia, she, she came to the altar, accepted the Lord and Savior. Hey, you know how Venetia do, right? Right? So, she, she broke down, you know. So, so, <laughs> I got you good, didn't I? Right, so, so she, she, she breaking it down. You know, Pastor Mel laid hands on her. She done fell out, you know, can't get up. Right? All right, so then, now, the next day, Harold does something he ain't supposed to do. Right? Because it's all Harold's fault, right? All right, so Harold flipping and tripping and dipping. Right? So then she snaps on Harold. So Harold's like, but you was just crying at the altar on Sunday. <laughs> Is it me? Or was you fronting? So she goes to her prayer closet. Stop hitting your mama. So she goes to her prayer closet and she goes, Lord, what is this? And then she sits her spirit man down, the flesh man down. Hey, okay, listen, spirit man, help me out, brother. 
I just got impartation from the great Pastor Melody. I got laid out in service. Where's all this snapping and cussing? Where's all that coming from? And the spirit, the spirit goes, listen, listen, you're trying to give me a hard time. I tried to keep you out of the situation. As soon as you was about to go off, I was like, whoa. But the flesh, since you give the flesh uh, happy meals and big meals and buffets and it gets to eat what it wants, watch the music, watch, listen to the music it wants, watch the shows it wants, right? It gets to do whatever it wants. So the flesh is, is it's definitely hearty. You know, it's hearty. Got, got, a lot of, got a lot of meat on the bones. Like, I'm like malnutritious here. Could I, get a, could I get a meal? And could I get more than just Sunday morning? Right. Like, like, you let me get fed for a couple hours on Sunday morning, the rest of the week, the flesh get fed. So every time I go to try to, because to, to, I'm willing for you to do the right thing. But every time I go to try to help, the flesh goes, man, back up. I don't have the strength to pull the flesh out of place and lead in the spirit. Now feed me, I got you covered. Feed me more than the flesh. Update my spiritual nourishment and watch what I do. So, so people aren't evil or nothing like that. It's just they came to the altar, <laughs> they came to the altar. And from the altar, they just went back to uh, business as usual because it feel good, because it look good. Because it's sexy. I said sexy. I know what I said. <laughs> What's wrong with being sexy? What's the word say? Sexy. Continuous sex. All right, so, so, so we see the virgins and we see watch and pray that you're in and out of temptation. And in Titus 2.13, it says, we're looking for that blessed hope of his appearance. But we have to be ready, Lewis. We got to be locked in. Because the scripture says in first, uh, fi- uh, first Corinthians 15, 52, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. Mm-hmm. That's just crack the sky. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be like, oh. You don't want to be like, uh, remember uh, the, uh, 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 Noah and them? He's telling them it was going to rain, building an ark and everything. But see, it had never rained, ever. The ground was being fed from the dew. You know, you know, in the morning you had dew coming up, so it was from the inside out. So there was, there was no precipitation and rain and none of that. So it's like, rain, yeah, right. But they got advanced information. There's a flood coming. This dude's building an ark the size of four hotels, two football fields. And then I guarantee when it start raining, well, you know, everybody start running toward the ark. Oh, no, nah, bro. Remember all them jokes you was cracking? Get to swimming. You see what I'm saying? Like, but so they were they were they were engulfed and they drowned. And see, we drown in the flesh if we don't prepare ourselves in the spirit. When the enemy tries to show up like a flood, I know there's people that quote that and says like a flood, the Lord will lift up a standard against him. But when he tries to flood because he's trying, he's seeking whom he may devour. Are you updated? Right. The Bible says, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith? When he shows up, will you be in the faith or in the fear? Because some of us, our personalities, going back to 915, the personality, discipleship class, 
our personalities tell us it's okay to be fearful. Mm-hmm. That's right. right? So to worst, yeah, worst case scenarios. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, y'all know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I gotta come back down there? Mm-hmm. Right? Worst case scenarios. To, to, you know, to, to worry for things. Like Job, the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me. So the, our, that's our personalities that we haven't yielded over to God or to the Spirit tells us, well, listen, you know, I, I'm just preparing for, for, you know, prepare for the worst. So if it happened, I'm ready for it. Do you realize it happened because you actually f- feared it in or at- used your faith to introduce a possibility that didn't exist yet? Amen. It never was a possibility until you brought it up. Now you're playing off of it, so you're using God's creative ability into you to, uh, you're snared by the words of your mouth, Proverbs uh, 6.2, life and death is in the power of the tongue, to use your words to speak worst case scenarios. Then what happened? See, I told you. But you don't realize you introduced it, you magnified it, you spoke it into existence, and it's manifested. That's why Scripture says walk by faith and not by sight, right? And so, so, so God is trying to say, like, when I show up, shall you be in the faith? So remember we said faith is not faith moments, it's a faith life, right? Amen. Right, so it's an enduring belief. It's not just faith in this, you know, you get this one bill paid. It's I live to just show live by faith is what the scripture says in Romans 1 17 right and the scripture tells us first that's only is 5 6 to 8 and again I know I'm running through scriptures write down the scriptures go study them out for yourself but it says watch and be sober right. see God said I haven't given you a spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind 2 Timothy 1 7 I'm not trying to rush I'm just trying to get you to understand God is designed for us to have a clear thinking mind the adversary is trying to flood our mind with worst case scenarios, you know, have us think on all these crazy things because he knows how we've been designed. He knows we can decree a thing that shall be established. He knows life and death is in the power of the tongue. So I got to get to the canvas of your imagination and produce some worst case scenarios and have you speak those out. I can't stop you, but I'm going to try to get you to stop yourself. That's how he set things up. So he's trying to get in our head. And, 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 and get us uh, just, just focusing on all this stuff, but not keeping a momentum. You know, when you're, when you're in a fog, it's hard to accelerate. When you're in a, a, a mental fog, it's hard to accelerate. You ain't moving, you just sit on the bed, thinking about everything. Not the only thing, but everything. And see, so, so God set this thing up. He says, you need to update your mind. You need to update your mind. You, you need to be sober. If your mind is not clear thinking, we need to remove some stuff out of there. Amen. You know, if you got a virus, it's take it, uh, Marcus does this. You take the computer, we gotta get that virus off of there because it's affecting the, the, the functioning mm-hmm. of the product. Amen. Well, we gotta get all that stuff out of our mind. That's why the Bible says, think on these things in Philippians 4. Right. Things that are lovely, things that are just, things that are pure. Mm-hmm. And then Matthew 6, it says, take no thought saying. So what it's saying is a thought is offered to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, this is Matthew uh, 6, 19, 26, I believe is 31. You keep saying, take no thought. That word, what that take no thought means, don't worry. It says, a thought's going to be offered to you, cast it down. 2 Corinthians 10, 5, cast down all imaginations and every high thing exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bring every thought to the captivity to obedience to Christ Jesus. Amen. Right? So, so when the thought comes, I'm casting it down. When the thought comes back, I'm casting it down. If it keeps coming, I'm quoting the scripture. See, because your mind can't be on two channels at the same time. It can't be on fear and faith at the same time. So if it's on faith, then you don't have to worry about the worst case scenarios. See, so God is setting our lives up 
where he's given us what we need, have we updated our 2 Corinthians 10.5? When a thought comes, do we cast it down or do we magnify it, focus on it? Look, look, create our own movie from it. The adversary is one thought, you done created your own movie. Well, I know the reason why you didn't call me back because you, are, uh, you went to meet with somebody, you met with them at the hotel, then when I called you the second time, you know, I went to another hotel, and then you probably been meeting with them all week. No, nah, I didn't call you back because I just got another responsibility that I had to take care of. Well, we done created all that worst case scenario, you know, and, and see all that stuff in our head is stopping our momentum. Well, that's why we don't commit. That's why we don't commit to the kingdom. That's why we don't commit to relationships. Because, see, see, we talked about this, 915, uh, Master Life class. We talked about this this morning, how it starts with commitment. But we live a life where I got to make sure the coast is clear before I commit. I'm, the, the circumstance has to be favorable. Even though the scripture says, he that studies the wind shall not sow. Looking for favorable circumstances. No, no, no. It starts with commitment. Christ didn't do that. It says we love him because he first loved us. He committed first. Yeah. He just uh, quoted the rest of scripture while we was yet sinners. But see, we're waiting on when soon as everything looks favorable. So, you know, I, and that's how I lived when I was in, in the flesh. That's how I lived most of my life. It's like, so I, so I had, uh, not because I was sweet, just I, uh, I believed I knew what I was looking for. So if, if I got any... Uh, Anything was uncomfortable for me. So let's say I meet a young lady and she cried too much. Oh, no, we're not really dealing with that. We're done. Not because I was better than her. I just didn't want to deal with the crying. It wasn't worth it. Or it's like, where you at? What you doing? Oh, no, 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 no. Paranoid? Please. Nope, 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 nope. Insecure? Nope, nope. We're not. So I had all these one-week relationships. Then I said to myself, you know, I'm trying to grow in God. I'm getting closer to God. It's like, maybe it's not them. It's me. Now, the... Now, that statement was probably true. It probably was me, but I should have just, and I said, well, Lord, I'm going to wait till you send me somebody. But then I said, well, I'll get with this person until the Lord send me somebody. Nothing personal to you if you're watching this. Um, but I was like, but that wasn't a move. Like, I shouldn't have done that. So, so I, and one thing, if I commit, I'm committed. So I was all in for like six years. I wasn't, well, obviously I wasn't committed because I wasn't married, right? Right. right. And, and I was looking for all the favorable situations. So then uh, I moved to Ohio and, I, and I, I meet my wife uh, praying at the altar at church. Praying at the altar at church. I was at church. I just th- slipped that in there, you know. She was at church too. Like, oh, uh, shots fired. All right, so, <laughs> so, 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 so I met her at the altar and God said, that's my wife. So God said, that's my wife. So I committed. Engaged her in five months, married her in 10. Was it already ready-made? No. Was it everything favorable? No. Actually, we was, we was going through battles the first two and a half years. Like, because I'm from North New Jersey. She's from Columbus, Ohio. It's like, who does that? And she was probably thinking like, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, who does that? Like, what's wrong with you, brother? And I was like, oh, my God. She, she's tripping. You know, like, she wanted to fight sometime. Well, what it was is she was used to people that raised their voice starting to fight. So if I raised my voice, she was ready, you know. She didn't have her hands up, but her countenance was almost like, what? What? And I was like, that beautiful woman, you know, like, got a little edge on her, like, what, I tell you what? 
Yeah, yeah, cross this line. And so, but we weathered through that. I'm going to tell you how we weathered through it. Because commitment was first. Because you're married by faith and you grow in love. So we committed first. See, you can really gauge these relationships. I'm not just, you know, we about to do relationship boot camp. Not just the marriages. You gauge the friendships and everything. Are we gauge it in the church. Are they committed? It's real simple. Unconditional. Okay, that's, that went over real well. Because sometimes we ain't even doing all that. We're not, we're not looking for commitment. We're looking for convenience. Which convenience stings you later. makes you feel good on the front end. And it breaks your heart on the back end. Okay? All right, so that one went over real well. I see you guys like that. All right, so we have to ask ourselves this. Is our faith and our patience up to date? Now, we're going to find is our word time up to date? Is our prayer life up to date? Is our mind up to date? Is our reality up to date? Is our readiness to serve, to love and serve up to date? But let's just hit this. Uh, all right, let's, hit, let's just hit is our faith and patience up to date, okay? And we, we'll, we'll just, uh, we'll close out. Um, checking in for our faith and patience up today. So let's go to Hebrews 10. What's up, little girl? Hebrews 10 and verse 36. It says, for you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. So I'm looking for the promise, but God is checking if, is, if, is my patience up to date? Well, like we're skipping over the requirement and we just want the desire. Does that make sense? Right. So let's look at uh, James 1. Next chapter over, James 1. James 1, uh, 2 through 4. Look, it says, my brethren, count it all joy. James 1, 2 through 4. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Diverse temptations means different tests and trials, right? It says, knowing this, that the trying of my faith or trying of your faith worketh patience. Let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire. Look at the end of that verse. It says one and nothing. Another version says lacking nothing. I'm up to date. I'm lacking nothing. But why? Because I've embraced the test and the challenges. I counted them joy because I know what they were working out. They were giving patience a job. We have to employ patience, right? My wife says, if you really want to work on your patience, just wait, right? You frown in your face? It's real simple. Just wait. I've been waiting. Otherwise, in terms of you're not patient, all right? Right, so, so uh, Romans 5. It's our faith and patience up to date. Because the Bible says without faith is impossible to please God. So <clears throat> we're trying to, <coughs> excuse me, we're trying to receive, <clears throat> we're trying to receive his promises. So Romans 5, 1, it says, therefore being justified by faith, being justified, qualified, updated by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It says, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace whereunto we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. 
And not only so, but we glory, look, in tribulation also. Knowing that tribulation, look, worketh patience. And patience experience and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. See, it's the value of patience. Let's go to Hebrews 6. Give you two scriptures and we're done. Hebrews 6. I think it's 6. I know it's somewhere around here. Four or six. Where is it, Ms. Lamar? Through faith and patience, they inherit the problem. Maybe it's four. It's four, you said? Well, somebody can find it. It says uh, the word. It says the word that was. Uh, I don't know why I ain't find it. I'm in um, Galatians. Sorry about that. Through faith and patience, they inherit the promises. Hebrews 4.2. I had Hebrews 6.2 in my notes, but it's 4.2. It says, but unto us the gospel was preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them. So, it does, just because we're in the building and we're all getting the word, it's not going to profit everybody, right? It says, it said, didn't profit them. It says, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. See, so you have to mix it with faith. It's not just, I, I got scriptures or I heard scriptures. We have to attach faith to it. And then we talked about Noah. So let's look at uh, Hebrews 11. We're going to end there. Hebrews 11, 7. Hebrews eleven seven. Hebrews eleven seven. It says, By faith Noah being warned of God of the things not seen as yet. Now listen, God has given us information, advanced information that's not seen as yet, right? It says, Moved with fear or reverence, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became an heir of righteousness, which is by faith. So God will be communicating things to us that, ha that we haven't seen. He's going to challenge us to prepare for situations that hasn't existed yet. And he's hoping that we are reverent enough or respectful enough we will, we'll, we will prepare for the unseen. Because when it comes, then now you're frustrated. I can't believe this happened to me. But God said, I already gave you the information like he gave Noah. So regardless of, of, of how unfavorable it looks at this particular season, God has some wisdom, some redirect. The Bible says there's no temptation taking you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful with the temptation. He'll make a way of escape that you'll be able to bear. First Corinthians uh, 10, 13. He didn't say he put it, he'll put on you. He won't put on you more than you can bear. That's not what the scripture says. What it says is when the adversary tries to attach these things to you, He'll make a way of escape. He'll give you a reroute that you'll be able to handle it. Right? But the thing is, he's been giving us reroutes in, in, in advance. He's not just waiting until we get stuck in the trap. The Bible says God sits on a circle of earth. So we are in this earth realm. So let me just give you a picture of that. So if, if you were on this roof right now, you could see the community. The guy in the helicopter got a little higher. You could see the city of Charlotte. Got to a plane and got a little higher, you could see states. You make a seat to New Jersey, right? 
But for you to get from here to New Jersey, it takes hours, but you can see it in a moment. Imagine where God is sitting. That's why it says God is not uh, bound by time. A day is like a thousand years because he's at such a place of elevation, he can see the whole picture. So he's giving you advanced information. You know, you, you know I'm, I'm an uh, action movie guy. You know, they be, they, you know, they be back. They got their, uh, what do you call those things? Uh, we call it the planes with nobody in it. Drones. So they had the drones flying. They'd be like, listen, make a left. Make a right. Oh, enemy coming. Like they're giving them advanced information because what? They see at a higher level of elevation. Well, that's what God has the Holy Spirit doing with us all the time. It's just sometimes we turn off that signal when we allow ourselves to be in the flesh. So he's giving us direction. Ooh, that's how you get out of that. Whoa, I can't believe you did that, but just go this way. You know, I, I, you know, I, I did a teaching using the matrix. Matrix means womb. And, um, you know, because there was so many scripture references in the movie. You know, uh, Morpheus means change. Neo means new. Uh, Lucifer was the villain, Lucifer. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, well, what I liked is when they got into a jam, they checked with the operator for a way of escape. Are we doing that? Because the Bible says, it talks about administrations and, and, and disbursements of gifts, but First Corinthians 12, it says, but the operations are from God. So are we checking, we checking with him? So he can go, whoa, 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 no, just go that way. And are we trusting what he tells? Now, in the movie, they're running, and he said, make a left. There's a phone booth uh, down the street. Now, suppose they go, man, ain't no phone booth down there, man. Man, these people chasing me. I'm going this way. They can get themselves in trouble. Well, that's what we've been doing. God's been giving us the reroutes and the direction and the scripture says you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. He's been giving you exactly what he wants you to do in his will. But what we've been doing is what we want to do. Right? And that's what's been stealing us um, from being updated. I right, said so we're going to get into some other things, updating your mind and different things like that going forward. But I just wanted to stimulate us because the, it is frustrating when you're believing for stuff and it seems like it's taking a while, but it's waiting on us. Right? Because we can all use an update, right? That's, that's like six people. Okay, all right. Well, maybe some of y'all already updated. Not a problem. I can use an update, okay? Mary says she can too, right? So we can use an update. So, so and, and it's not, that's not, oh, God, I got to be updated. No, it's exciting. I thought it was hopeless because I thought I did everything. Now that I realize I haven't been updated, I have hope again because there's something I can do, right? And I know it's hard because you've been through a lot and people flip and trip and dip and mess you up. But again, regardless of the situation you get stuck in, you got to check with the operator to get out of it. You still got to be obedient to his will, but, but some of us think because it's adverse circumstances, because it's crazy that, oh, I don't have to do his will now. Based on what? Well, no, I don't have to go to church. I, you know, I, I'm feeling sick. Yeah, that's probably the time to go. That's what I did today, right? So we, we, we look at circumstances and go, oh, well, you know, I got this meeting and such and such. So wait, are we playing off of God's will now or are we playing off of what we're comfortable at doing? We keep excusing ourselves from being updated 
but then we want the benefits of being updated. All right, stand on your feet. That's enough. 